to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Hey. And today we have a third co-host, uh, similar to my sister, Sam. He'll be joining us from time to time. Mr. Uh, Tommy Valley, Tommy Valdez, or just Tom? Tom, Tommy you have a, V! <laughs> Tom, you have like 30 names, so... I, I didn't give myself any of them. That's his best line. <laughs> his best line is, I have all these nicknames and not one I gave myself. <laughs> He's got a lot of nicknames, and honestly, Dave and I will probably call him by a different variation of each one. Anytime he's on the show, so and I love and appreciate all of them. So Tom, um, you've you've helped me a lot with the video content we've produced when it comes to uh, reviewing games. That's like, that's like your strong suit. I always want you there whenever we we review any type of games because I think you do a great job whether it's a card game or a board game. Oh, thank you. You've also helped with reviewing haunted attractions. Oh yes. And one of the first things that we always ask somebody when they're on the show or on the podcast specifically is why they love Halloween and why is it so important to them. So I'm going to let you just take it away and explain your love for the holiday. For me, Halloween stems from the curiosity and excitement around the, you know, the fear of the unknown and growing up watching monster movies with my grandmother and just the pure excitement of letting go and embracing like all things scary on this particular holiday. So ever since you know it started as a kid, went well into my adulthood, just this love of Halloween. It's the most important holiday. I'll work Christmas, I'll work Thanksgiving. They already know at work I'm taking off Halloween. It is a given. It is just who I am. It is important to me. So Halloween, it's the best holiday. What can you what can I, what else can I say? So haunted attractions are obviously very important when it comes to Halloween. They are, you know, they kind of start the season off, I feel, because a lot of them open up in September, usually mid to late September. And to me, that kind of just represents when the season starts. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And I always feel like, for me at least, it's something I always have to do. If I don't go to a haunted attraction or even a haunted hayride, it doesn't feel right. If And I don't think there's been a year, at least in my adult life, that I've not gone to a haunted attraction of some kind. Oh, yeah. Every season. I mean, even to the point for a few years, I worked that one. Yeah, how, how was that? What, what You were just a haunt actor? Was that what it was? Yeah, um, it started in 2003. There used to be, and Dave will know this one in particular, there used to be a spook walk near us in on Emory Road. It was a small little makeshift one that just became famous amongst the town. I would run, I'd do my homework and just at 6 o'clock run to the spook walk, put on my Michael Myers mask, and my cheap costume of just a sweater and jeans and get ready to scare kids. And then every year after that, I then worked at the Clark Gardens Botanical Garden, would have one every weekend. And I that's when I really stepped it up. I really invested in the Jason costume and then a Freddy costume and then a Michael costume. And me and my friends every year up until like 2011 would go and work the Clark Garden Spook Walk. So just a little background to that Emory Spook Walk. It actually, its origins are actually uh, in in front of someone's house. And uh, my mom, my mom used to take me there. And Tom, and because and we're from the same town, it was actually on the block that your grandma lives on. 
And, um... Yeah, that's, uh... My mom used to tell me she used to go over my dad's house, and that was, like, a thing they did every so often, was go check out the, you know... I th- what, is Tony's house? Yeah, I, I don't... I don't... I don't remember... Yeah, you know what? It was Tony, and it's funny, because as soon as you said it, it, it just... It was like... It was like a trigger, like, oh, wait, that was his name, and I totally forgot his name up until you said that. Um... Yeah, I used to be terrified. I remember I would stand on the corner because they had like they had like that one little section of the block blocked off, and then I would stand on the corner in like a vampire outfit, and I was scared shitless. Like I was crying, like I was upset, but I but I still liked it. Like I still wanted to be right there. But that 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 was its origin. Like it moved from just this this outdoor display to like you know this little self-contained haunted house so it's you know we just i just felt it was important to give a little background to that because it is something special especially if you're from mineola and you you know you 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 know the deal with that so it's funny because that's the one thing i've never personally done i've never worked in a haunted attraction like i've known a lot of people that were involved in that world but just never I worked it. And I think honestly is because of having to commit to it for an entire like month or even two sometimes. But it is something I personally want to try or, or try to get involved with one day. And that's kind of the point of Haunted Hangover. You know, we, we review Haunted Attractions and I just always felt it was really important, you know, when it comes to Halloween that, you know, you embrace that part of it. So the topic on the show today is basically going to be our own version of create a haunt. Each of us will be in charge of creating two rooms in this imaginary haunt. There aren't any real strict set of rules. Basically, we could be as descriptive as we want. Uh, It could have any type of elements, whether it be, you know, uh, a traditional haunt, old school classic like dark ride type of haunt. Or even like an extreme haunt. So there's no real set rules when it comes to what we can do with each of our rooms. As long as we kind of, you know, explain the uh, look, the feel, any music, any obstacles, smells, ambiance. Just be as descriptive as possible. And the one rule we did allow was if we wanted, we could add fictional characters from films. Or even theme one of the rooms after a film. Or based on a film. So... We'll actually have an entire haunt made up of six completely different, <laughs> six completely different rooms. And just so people, just so listeners know, I don't know what Dave has. I don't know what Tom has, what they put together, and they don't know what I put together. So this should be a lot of fun. <laughs> None of this is premeditated, so we don't know what we're going to mention. And just to further Louis' point a little more about the haunt itself is that for people that don't know or that's just kind of the casual haunted house goer, there are, like, kitty haunted houses that are, you know, just kind of silly and cute. And then there's kind of ones that are, you know, they, they, they're kind of like your standard grotesque, like, monsters and just tons of different rooms that are themed in different ways. And then there are extreme haunts where people touch you, people spit on you people can hit you so make you eat dog food yeah like there's so many like different like realms of these haunted houses so i just thought it was important to kind of mention that in case you know people didn't know and honestly what's what's good about this little experiment because this is the first time we're doing this is 
I think between the three of us, we all have kind of different tastes, but also some similarities between what we like each of us. So it should make for a, a fun slash, I think, funny hot transitioning between the, uh, the six rooms. So let's get into it. So our imaginary group of people will be going through one of my rooms first, and this room is going to be called Void. So once inside, uh, they'll be surrounded by complete darkness, and I've never seen this aspect in a haunted attraction. I don't even know how you achieve it, but I always like the aesthetic because I've seen it in films. But there would be a, 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 a layer of fog at about the knee level. So the, no fog rises past that. It kind of stays in that vicinity. I'll have small, like, blue string lights being the only light source hanging from the ceiling. Almost like guiding the people. Because, you know, when you go through a haunted attraction, it's usually very dark. You know, some of them are very dark where you can't really see where you're going and I, that's always been kind of annoying at times because you end up crashing into a wall but in this room void i'd have these lights that are kind of pointing you in the right direction so as you're passing through it i'll have these small hidden directional speakers filling the room with like creepy whispers and moans and an ambient score and the score i thought of that I, I feel very faintly in a distance to play would be this song called Don't Wait For Me from Makeup and Vanity Set. Just have it subtly playing in the background. Now, inside of this room, there will be haunt actors, but I'll have them all wearing black and kind of hidden in corners of the rooms and slowly walking past the group walking through it, almost coming off as like uh, like shadow people. Like you could vaguely make it out. Like you can, you can make out that it's a figure, but you can't quite see what it is. It's almost just kind of like they're walking right past you and like, oh shit, what was that? What was that? So the whole point of this room for me is to kind of fill like since this is the first one they're hitting kind of fill them with dread and disorient them a little bit and get kind of lost because i feel like whenever you go into a haunted attraction you're kind of just thrown into it and it's always set pieces but i feel like with this it almost will come off as like purgatory like you're in between going into like these other rooms you're in between being, let's say, like, metaphorically, you're in the real world, which is before you enter the haunt. You go into the haunt, and this is like purgatory. And as they're walking through this, I wouldn't have, like, monsters. or I, these, these figures, these people in all black, wouldn't be jumping out at you, boo, and scaring you and doing all that. It would be just more subtle, atmospheric, and, and just have a really dreary, like, ambiance in this, in this specific room. My inspiration for this, by the way, is a weird dream I had years ago that I was just like in this really dark like room 
and I couldn't get out. It was just really weird. And I always thought that that would make for a really good haunted attraction, like a good haunted haunted attraction, but a, a room in a haunt. And that would be the first room in our haunted attraction. So now we enter my room, which is the second room. Uh, my room, I call it the Baker House. I took great inspiration and am referencing specifically the Resident Evil 7 house. I feel like those are great characters and they make for a great, very cheeky, very extreme uh, type of haunt experience where you have these characters, they're in your face, they're aggressive, they're gross, and the house itself is just this high energetic tense experience. They would walk in, you walk into their kitchen scene. Just like in a, you know, in one of these extreme types of haunted houses, the, the kitchen table is grotesque. It's filled with rotten meats and insects and entrails. And just like in the game, the family's having dinner. This is their dinner. This is how wacko the family has become. You know, it's all actors playing different roles, kind of like a more of a performance. They're in your face. They're aggressive. Jack, the father of the family, the actor playing Jack, really gets in your face kind of grotesque, really gross. Uh, they kind of shove you out into the hallway, and the goal is, of this room is to get to the end of the hallway. So you just witnessed this, this grotesque dinner scene, this, this big performance, and you're walking down the hallway, and near the end of the hallway, what is not seen to the guests is a black curtain leaning against the wall that an actor can hide in. So there's another actor behind there, dressed as Jack, the father, but now with his signature uh, scissor chainsaw weapon, and there's just intensity building up. And as you're about to leave the room, he jumps out at you and starts screaming bloody murder with his scissor chainsaw wielding weapon. And then you just vault out of the room. So my section of the haunt, room three, if you will, is called In the Spirit World Now. And yes, that is a ceremony reference. And if you listen to ceremony, you'll know what I'm talking about. So as you walk into this room... You're greeted by, you know, a specter or a spirit or a ghost, you know, or, you know, all the same thing, but essentially. Um, and you're, you're tasked with trying to help help the spirit find its tombstone. And it's this giant room filled with lots of tombstones. And the, the, the spirit essentially wants to rest and, and get back to, you know, its resting place. So you have to find this tombstone and... and the spirit tells you about its life and it tells you about, you know, like what it went through and how it, you know, how he or she, they died. And that's essentially what it is. And the thing is, though, A, this room is filled with tons of fog. There's a lot of tombstones and it is not going to be easy to find. So if I were to, to physically do this, I would not make it easy for people to do so room number four is going to be based on a movie I feel is a little underrated when it comes to Halloween, and that room's The Guest. Uh, just a quick warning, some spoilers uh, when it that involve the ending of the film, because I am going to get into some of that. I'm sure we'll be covering that film soon, because I want to and I love it. So the room itself starts in a narrow hallway, and this hallway is is themed around a high school built haunted maze as seen in the film 
So you'll be passing through like several unrelated, cheesy, gory scenes like zombies eating, like a zombie eating somebody, uh, body bags hanging from the ceiling. Honestly, like most of the stuff is what you'd see in like a traditional haunted attraction, but I wanted it to like look really cheap and look bad on purpose because it's supposed to be like a, a high school put this together. You know, it's blatantly supposed to be, look that way because it's leading to the, the, the scary part of this room. So once you pass the cheesy hall, hallway, narrow hallway part, you, you end up in a large gymnasium replicating the the actual finale of the film so everything will be lit up in like neon blues pinks and orange um i'll have up murals like i would put up three murals of the halloween's uh halloween three season of the witch mask like they have in the movie in the movie you could see the three masks are like plastered up on the wall and as you enter this large room you'll hear the song antonio from annie playing throughout you know the group will be passing through this this gymnasium and they'll come across the final moments of the film where david is trying to like choke anna and her younger brother runs up and sta- i think he stabs david in the chest or something like that and the gymnasium goes up in flames because that's how the film ends the entire gym and all the halloween decorations are burning and stuff and this causes our guest our imaginary group of people that have been passing through these rooms to be rushed out of the room i'd i'd be mimicking it it wouldn't be a re- i wouldn't be obviously really burning a gym but uh, a reference i could use and i don't think either one of you have been to this was a few years ago i went to a uh I went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, and they had a Halloween 2 themed haunted attraction, and they were able to recreate the hospital on fire. So that's kind of what I'm picturing for this finale. Like you kind of are passing through it, and parts of it start looking like they're on fire and burning. And I just feel like that would get our imaginary guests that are walking through our haunt just to kind of run out of there. The contrast from the very grotesque, grossed out, in-your-face aggressive nature of my first room. This room is going to be a lot more subtle, psychological, and terrifying. It's called The Hallway, and it takes pretty much big inspiration from the short horror experience called PT that came out a few years ago. So the room would start, you walk into a hallway, it's a regular, plain hallway. It's perfectly normal looking except for minute details just being off. The only audio being visit, you know, heard are subtle raindrops coming from outside, which would be you know, an audio thing coming from the speakers, and the radio playing. The radio play is depicting a very grotesque murder scene, and as you walk down the hallway, the hallway is one long stretch, a bend, and then another long stretch, and there's nothing in the first stretch. It's just this a quiet solo experience of the radio telling a very grotesque story as you walk down the hallway. Once you get around the bend though, door on the right, the bathroom, just starts to shake violently, but you can't get in. You go down to the end of the hallway, and as you're walking down the hallway, the radio will start just change, the broadcast will interrupt, and it'll say, 
Don't you worry, the fun is just getting started. You reach the end of the hallway, but the door is locked. And that'll trigger a mechanism in the radio to then broadcast, Don't turn around now, she's right behind you. The actors and actress who will have snuck up on the, the guests, she will be dressed as the ghost of the hallway. She will have um, a gray nightgown that's covered in blood, a giant gash wound around the abdomen, very similar to the story being told by the radio of a pregnant woman brutally murdered. Uh, she will be have an eye like a like a makeup to apply to insinuate like a eye is missing, and if she's just taunting and scaring and screaming at the guests, the door then will open, and you will be led to another room, and then you exit the room through another hallway that's lit just red. It's red. It's dark, and at the end of the hallway is another actress portraying the same character, Lisa. You walk halfway down the hallway, the lights will shut. Complete darkness for about five seconds, then the white lights will come on, the hallway looks normal, the actress is gone. You Right before you exit the room, though, a dummy hot body will drop from the ceiling. The speakers will protrude a large scream, and then just laughing as you exit the room. So, room six, the final room, I'm going to title it The Consequence. So, depending on if you help the spirit find its tomb, it's a continuation of the graveyard, and there is a group of occultists walking around, and they take you as their sacrificial lamb, and they perform a sacrifice. That is my final room, and like I said, it all depends if you help that spirit find its way back to its grave. Alright guys, so we have our hot, we have our six rooms, and let's just kind of run through what it would be like if the three of us together as a group went through this hot. Let's start with my first pick, The Void. So room one is very calm. It's very atmospheric, very creepy. There's not much jump scares or there isn't any, anything gory. So it's interesting how it goes from that to Tom's The Baker House room, which, which Tom, I, I, you tell me. I'd picture this room again. I'm not 100% familiar with the game. I'm actually going to start playing it soon because I have always wanted to. But it looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre type of um, setting. And I picture this room to be very smelly. And we've been, oh, yeah. we've gone through haunted attractions that like they have like smell a vision or whatever. Where, oh, God. <laughs> where, the, where the haunted house or the room smells. And I picture your, your Baker House room being a pretty funky an intense room with the chainsaws and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because the idea, I kind of took a little bit of, if I were to do one of those extreme haunts, I want something in your face. I want something grotesque. I want something gross. I want the whole experience is just kind of tense and uncomfortable with a pig payoff jump scare towards the end of it. But I mean, the game itself is kind of like this amalgamation of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Evil Dead, and Eraserhead. 
I mean, the main character drives to the house in the Evil Dead car. <laughs> so oh, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to capture all those things and say, you know what? Go balls to the wall, give you a very hard punch, tense experience right at the front. You have the bakers, you know, interacting with you, testing your limits, and you're trying to get out, and then there's just a punch of a jump scare. And then after running out of the baker house room, you go into Dave's room in the spirit world now, room number three, and there it kind of almost becomes an escape room type of a situation with having to find the tombstone, which I know, Dave, later on you have more you want to add to this, but... You guys get what I'm saying, right? Like, imagine you're going through a calm room, an intense room, and now this 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 graveyard where you have to find a tombstone, and it's difficult. You know, a lot of anxiety. Yeah, so it, it's a lot of <laughs> it, it's pretty it's pretty insane how that would work. How this chainsaw wielding maniac rushes you into another room. And, and, and in the spirit world now, that room, I'm assuming, just from your description, is kind of a calm room. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 heavy, on, it's heavy on atmosphere. Yeah, so I, I picture it almost like my like room one, Void, being kind of a very calm but creepy room where there is an objective and there is something you have to do. And there's like a sad, like a really sad undertone to it, you know? And then going from that into the guest room <laughs> where you go from this really like calm, dread, eerie cemetery into a really shitty, cheesy high school haunted attraction that ends up turning into a gymnasium that burns down and you witness this crazy guy choking out a girl and then getting stabbed and then everything goes on, goes up in flames. So it's very action packed. <laughs> so it's, it's funny how in the middle of this, these people or us as we're going through them would be, it's just the senses. Your senses are just kind of all over the place between the first four alone. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you have room five tom's room the hallway which i tom i like how you video games were your inspirations for your two rooms that's like i didn't even think of that uh, like think about that like and i was like you know what tom is a big gamer it makes sense oh yeah i um because i thought about doing my own original ones and i was like yeah those are cool but i i've been playing a bit of games on twitch lately and i'm like you know there hasn't been i mean universal did a resident evil 2 walkthrough which was pretty cool, but I'm like, no one's, I don't think anyone's really truly captured the essence of what makes these games so terrifying. And the reason I really was excited to go with PT is that, I mean, it's still talked about to this day, and I really genuinely consider it one of the scariest experiences I've ever had. So I was like, what would be perfect, more perfect for a haunt than a very simple design with a simple layout that really just hits all the uncanny senses? There's it's a normal hallway, but it's just slightly off. The radio broadcast is telling something very morbid, but there's no immediate jump scares. It's all a buildup. And just the uncanny nature of it, the the tense, you know, buildup of the atmosphere, the rain, a otherwise normal house. Like whereas the Baker house, my earlier one, is very in your face gross. It's disgusting, it's gross, it's there's it's just vulgar. This one is this could be your own house. But something is wrong and you feel this constant, you know, following this, this something is after you. 
and that's when you get the you get that scare with the with the woman in the gown and just the grotesque display that you because your imagine is worse than what your imagination is going to be worse than what we can give you so giving the vivid detail of what happened to her and then seeing just this ghostly corpse scaring you is going to make you run with that idea in your head and and i like how both your rooms end with a jump scare right because the hallway ended with a dummy or a body falling yes so it's interesting how you kind of push the people out of the room to exit so it's like in the baker house they rush out because of the chainsaw uh what's his name what's the character's name again jack jack and then in the hallway the body causes them to run into the next room and i like that um in that one that's the sensory overload because it's a red hallway very dark you see something at the end of the hallway lights cut the black normal lights come on it looks like a normal hallway again you're leaving and then a dummy just drops in front of you it's like that scare in daylight where when you least expect it, when you've got the sense that you've returned to normalcy, we're reminding you, no, you're still in it. You're still in this nightmare. And then from there, we go into the sixth and final room, The Consequence. And what's funny about this room is you're going back to Dave's earlier room in the spirit world now. And there's a catalyst, I guess, because now if you don't find, right, Dave, if you don't find the tombstone, you're going to be sacrificed. <laughs> Exactly. So it becomes a, an extreme, like almost an extreme haunt, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you're uh, flesh of the beast. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, you think anyone would even make it out of this thing? Like, after going through all six of these rooms, like, and then ending on Dave's, like, imagine, like, you're going through this, and they're like, all right, find this tombstone now, or you're going to stay here longer, and we're going to sacrifice you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let me just give some background to this haunt or experience that I uh, kind of made up. And it goes back to Tom and I talking about the Emery haunt. So I had this idea a long time ago, and I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it to Tom before, where I wanted to talk to, you know, the village of Mineola to see if I could have the grounds for, you know, a weekend and do this haunt with the spirit, like with the ghost, and try and, and helping the ghost find its, you know, tomb to get back to and rest. So, you know, this this grand idea of ha- legit making a, you know, uh, a graveyard, making it very atmospheric, lots of fog, lots of melancholic ambient music, um, and this person that's, you know, kind of. I, I, I wouldn't, you know, either, like, it would be, like, a, tra- a traditional-looking ghost with a sheet over its head or someone that's, like, grayed out with, like, white and gray makeup and, like, maybe some, like, you know, so, like, maybe, like, uh, contacts that are a little, little weird-looking, whatever. And the point is this spirit asks you to help them go back to their grave so they can rest. And as you're trying to find their grave, and like I said, if I was going to do this, this would be interchangeable because I wouldn't want people telling people, oh, that's where the grave is. The grave would change every single time someone would do this, you know, someone would go through this haunt. And the, the, the spirit will tell you about its life, how he or she or they died, um, you know, like a little background to them. And it, it's just something that I thought would, that you don't ever hear of. I don't think it's ever been done. Um, you know, like this kind of thing in a haunted house setting. And 
that's what led to that last room, you know, the consequence where if you couldn't, it, like, also too, the other, the other thing I, I didn't mention was in the original concept, you're timed. So if you don't find this, and it goes back to, yes, you are kind of right. It, I, I, it was an escape room situation without me actually thinking about an escape room. And, yeah, um, that's what I took from it. Right. And, and you would be timed. And, and if you, if you didn't find this, this tomb, the spirit would get scared or get upset and they would go away and these occultists would come out and you'd essentially get kidnapped and you would be their sacrifice. And if you did find the grave, the spirit would thank you and they would give you a treat. So you would get, you know, maybe a little, uh, like a little, a little card with like a, you know, now this, this where it gets a little silly. But it's it's a treat. It, it's a treat. So you would get like a recipe for like you know like a Halloween baked good or something, or you would get like a music recommendation or a movie recommendation or just like a thank you note from the ghost. Like like that that that's what you would get if you did help the ghost find its 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 grave. So it was just like this kind of this big idea, and I misinterpreted what you uh what what you wanted us to do. So I created an entire haunt. So. That's my, you know, I, I tried to do my best with making it two rooms. That's why I was saying the the second room is kind of a, is kind of a uh, alternative if you don't help the ghost, if you can't find the ghost grave. So that's the background to that, if that clarifies my room a little more. Honestly, it would work because if you go through a haunted attraction and in the middle of it there's an objective and it comes back around at the end, it works regardless. Like, I would love to go to a haunt where they tell you, and I, and I don't think I've ever been in one, that they tell you, like, in, this, in the middle of it, like, hey, locate this. And then a few rooms later, they're like, do you remember where it is? Did you find it? Or whatever it ends up being. Let's say it's like a puzzle piece or anything. That's almost what it's like, an, an escape room. Yeah. It yeah. kind of works. And that, that, that honestly is how you escape the haunted attraction in this case our haunted attraction the way to escape is to find this tombstone or it turns into mckamey manor and you're <laughs> sacrificed basically at the uh, very your end shit your shit on and spit on and thrown up on and you're punching the face oh, tied up yeah. and thrown in a fucking water cooler yeah exactly <laughs> no, I think- is that guy is, is that guy still allowed to have a haunted I, house? I have no idea. I don't. I, I, I'm not a big extreme haunt guy, and I never really follow that whole scene. That's never been my thing. So I went to one in New York. I have gone to one too, but Tom, you tell us your experience. Oh, <laughs> let's not. I, let's I not get. No, we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> yeah, I would love to tell that story. It's a weird and funny story. I am also not. I mean, it's embarrassing, but I'm not embarrassed to tell it. So, so if you guys had to name our haunted attraction with all these rooms that we created, what would it be? Off the cuff, Dave. (laughs) I'm the first one, right? All right. Um, Songs of a Dead Dreamer. That's pretty intense. (laughs) But it works. Tom, what would you name it? The, The... The Catalano Cortez Palumbo Mansion. <laughs> it would just be our last names. <laughs> Tom, did you add? Did you add a a at at the end of Palumbo Palumbo uh, to make it sound more Italian than it has to be? 
No, I I think <laughs> man because I was trying to say mansion. Palumboa. Palumboa Mansion. <laughs> or uh, I don't know the because there's it's hard to keep with the the theme. Maybe uh, cycle of extremities. That I don't sounds know. like a definitely album. <laughs> I would just name it Haunted Hangover Haunt. <laughs> I know that's go. a cop-out, but that's what I would name it. So that's what this is, the Haunted Hangover Haunt. All right, so that's the uh, Haunted Hangover Create-A-Haunt episode. I hope you guys had fun doing this with me. We did. Oh, absolutely. Tom, you'll, uh, you'll be on the show again down the line, and you'll also be in some upcoming videos we're going to start filming soon. So uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more, more booze. booze. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>